0: Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. Did you know that in order to get your stimulus check, you had to have filed your taxes for the 2018 or 2019 tax year? If you haven't filed for 2018 or 2019, there's good news. The Tax Defense Group can rush e-file your taxes. They know that millions of Americans are struggling, and they want to make sure that you get your stimulus check sooner rather than later. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973 to get started. That number again is 800-850-7973, and you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Writer Junkie. Due to the global pandemic and economic downturn, Writer Junkie is offering their resume writing service for only $100. And with a three-day turnaround, you can't beat that price and delivery time. Call Writer Junkie today at 805-587-7966, and you can visit them online at writerjunkie.com. Mention that you saw this ad on Ucast Studios and they'll get right to work. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Lakers Outsiders Weekly Podcast brought to you by UCAS Studios. I'm your host, Gary Kester, here with you as always, and we can finally say it the NBA is back. Well, sort of. So. Today I'm going to be talking about the NBA's agreed upon plan to resume the 2019-2020 NBA season and their attempt to try and finish it and crown a champion. I'm going to be going over the format that we've seen uh, reported um, that's been agreed to by the NBA Board of Governors and the NBA Players Association, uh, kind of what that format's going to look like, what to expect with that, and how that pertains to the Lakers and what impact it could have on their quest to get their 17th NBA championship and uh, try and get this 2020 NBA title. So uh, I'm going to go over that today, but before... I do that. As always, guys, if you're watching this or listening to it on YouTube, uh, be sure to hit that like button for me and go ahead and subscribe to Lakers Outsiders and UK Studios on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter. My personal account is at Gary Kester. That's G-A-R-Y-K-E-S-T-E-R. And then, of course, with Lakers Outsiders, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lakers Outsiders. You can also like us on Facebook or get all of our content up on LakersOutsiders.com. We'll obviously be... Watching with a close eye as the the NBA starts to inch towards their official return um, that has finally been agreed upon. I'm excited. Um, Still a little ways to go, but the plan is in place. We saw a lot of different uh, ideas floated out there, a lot of rumors on what formatting could be. and I was going to do a podcast last week um, on... Kind of what we were hearing first, it was the one through sixteen reseeding, where it was basically just the top sixteen teams, um, and, and yeah, and, and at that point it was basically no conferences. We're just gonna do a one through sixteen uh, bracket, but that kind of fell through, and they're gonna stick with traditional conferences. But um, basically, the format is the. It sounds like the that teams are going to play a couple of preseason games or they they calling them preseason games little tune-up games. Um that's one report I saw. I don't know the legitimate legitimacy of that, but we do know that teams it's not all the teams are coming back. It looks like 22 teams will be meeting basically in Orlando and quarantine there until this this whole thing is over or I would assume if you get eliminated you're allowed to go home. Um but basically it's 22, 22 teams, uh, so the bottom teams in the league um, are not able to participate. Basically their season is over. Uh, so one thing that, that really sucks about this is I'm a big North Carolina fan, so I hate to see Vince Carter's career end this way um, since the Hawks are, are out of it. They were 20 and 47. They're not even close in the, in the playoff mix. Um, but we're going to see nine teams in the Eastern Conference and then it'll be 13 teams in the Western Conference. Basically, the criteria that we've seen um, to get basically to allow teams to still have a chance at making the playoffs is you had to be within six games of a top eight spot in your conference. So in the East, it was only one team. Uh, it was the Washington Wizards. They were uh, five and a half games back, I believe. Um, so they're the only. East team that was outside of the playoff mix that still has a shot. In the West, you're going to have the top eight seeds, so you're going to have the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Mavericks, and Grizzlies. But then on top of that, you're also going to have the uh, Blazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns. Uh, it's kind of weird to see the Phoenix Suns in that in that mix, but they were only six games, six games out, which, I mean, it was very unlikely for them to uh, be able to – you know, get in that mix. But, I mean, they got a shot now. They got a shot. But basically all these teams are going to play eight games. Uh, how the schedule is going to go is basically you're going to play your – their teams are going to play their schedule, but they're going to skip over the games of those teams that are not going to be participating. So, like, if you, the Lakers, for example, had a game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, you basically skip that game and go to the next game that is a team that's going to be in this format. Um so the Lakers' schedule will be as follows. And, again, there's going to be no home or road games. I mean, they might just do it for what uniform to wear or whatever, but since there's probably going to be no – it sounds like there's going to be no fans in attendance. Um, it's basically a neutral site. All, all the teams are playing in Orlando, so there's no really home and away games. But uh, the Lakers' schedule for these eight games should be as follows. The Rockets, the Nuggets, the Jazz twice back-to-back – they had a home and home uh, scheduled with with the Jazz. So Rockets, Nuggets, Jazz twice, and then the Raptors, the Wizards, the Pacers, and then they cap off their regular season in air quotes with the Sacramento Kings. So for the Lakers, it's it's really interesting to see how this is gonna play out uh, because they have such a big lead in the uh, with the number one seed in the West which now obviously is really just for seeding purposes. There's no home court advantage or anything, which really sucks because they fought hard to get that, and now that's gone. Um, but it's it's more for, for seeding purposes, which I still think having the one seed will, will be beneficial, especially uh, if the Clippers – because to me, I mean, I'm not ruling anything out, especially now, because these are very weird circumstances. But to me, there are three clear teams that are ahead of everybody else, and that's the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Clippers. I'd be surprised if anybody else won the title. But, like I said, these are very strange circumstances, so you really can't rule anything out. A uh, team could get hot at the right time and in these neutral settings. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, you know, you could have a surprise team come in out of nowhere and, and win the whole thing. So, um, but ideally, for the Lakers and the Clippers, what they probably both want is to. Uh, be one and two uh, somehow, some way, or one and three, whatever. They probably just don't want to be two and three or have one be one and the other one be four, uh, which the Lakers can't actually even drop all the way to four. The lowest that they could drop is three, and I think that would require them losing every game and the Nuggets winning every game. So the Lakers, at worst, are going to finish in the, in the top two in the West. It would take a pretty epic meltdown to, to drop from one to two even for the Lakers so I think their magic number would be three so they would either need three a combination of three Lakers wins or Clippers losses so the Lakers like I said unless they just have an epic choke job epic meltdown they're going to be the one seed in the west and who they play is going to depend Uh, so basically one thing with this format is for that eight seed uh, there's as long as whoever's in ninth is within, I think it was three games, we'll get a play in game. Was it a, I can't remember if it was a play in game or if it was like a best of three. Um, but basically, the eight and nine seeds, if they're within three games of each other, are going to duke it out for that last playoff spot, that, that eighth spot. Uh, so right now, I think that would be Portland because the tiebreakers, which has been kind of a big talking point, because you've had teams play different numbers of games, and now you're gonna—they're all gonna play eight games, so teams are gonna finish the season with different numbers of games. There's not obviously not gonna be a full 82-game uh, slate for for all the teams, but uh, the tiebreakers are basically just gonna go off of win percentage. Uh, so, for example, like the Blazers and the Pelicans right now. Are both three and a half games behind the Grizzlies for that eight spot, but the Blazers are twenty nine and thirty seven. They've played two more games. The Pelicans are twenty eight and thirty six. Their win percentage right now is four thirty eight, um, or forty three point eight. However, you whatever format you use for that, uh, the Blazers' win percentage is forty three point nine. Win percentages. So they have just a slight slight edge over the the Pelicans and the and the Kings, who are both twenty eight and thirty six. Um, Really, I mean, the nine through thirteen race will be really interesting to watch, because those teams are within two and a half games of of one another. Uh, from nine down to thirteen, the the Blazers down to the the Suns. It goes Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns. Yeah, it'll be really, really interesting to see who can get or who finishes in that ninth spot, and if they're within three games, because right now the all those teams are outside of three games. They're three and a half games. Three of them are three and a half games. The Spurs are four games, and the Suns are six games. So um, those teams have a little bit of work to do to get within that that little bubble um, to, to give them a, a shot at least at the, at the eight seed. So it'll be really interesting to see how the seeds shake out. I really liked the current West seeds for the Lakers because you had the Clippers in that two spot, which means that the Lakers wouldn't have to play them until the Western Conference Finals, assuming both teams got there. Um, you'd have the Rockets in the sixth spot. So the Rockets have been kind of a tough matchup for the Lakers. Uh, I don't know exactly what to expect with them because they, I mean, they don't have any size anymore. They play extreme small ball now, which is kind of funky, but it can cause teams some problems. It's a little unorthodox. Uh, We saw it in the Rockets' first game with the Lakers, which I think was more of an anomaly than anything else because they just hit a ton of threes, which they're capable of that, but they shot – just outrageously well that night and the Lakers still had a good shot to beat them. Um, and then after that, the Rockets kind of struggled. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what, what goes on with them. Uh, every team's coming off basically a full off season. So teams, teams will be well rested. They should be healthy. And really with the eight games, that's all the Lakers should be worried about is just getting through those things healthy. There's no home court to really fight for anymore, even though they're, like I said, they're going to get the one seed. Uh, if they don't, I'd be shocked, but, um, it's all going to be a matter of seeding right now. And with just i mean, just eight games, you would think that not a lot of stuff can happen. But it really can. It really can. I mean, the Lakers are five and a half games up on the Clippers. They're seven games up on the Nuggets. Um, and those are, those are the only two teams that could catch them. But the Clippers and Nuggets are within a game and a half of each other. And from three down on to seven, all those teams, the three, four, five, six, and seven, are all within four games of each other. Now, it's unlikely that Dallas catches Denver and makes up four games in a matter of eight games, uh, but there's a lot of shuffling that could take place with those those seeds. And then, I mean, obviously the, the eight seed, too, can be drastically different because right now the Lakers have played the Grizzlies, and I would feel really conf- confident in that matchup just because the Grizzlies are super young. The Lakers are very uh, experienced, got a lot of championship pedigree on that roster, and the Lakers are just better. I mean, the Lakers are just better. They're going to be better than any team that they face uh, in that first-round matchup. So I'm not overly worried about it. But if they get a team like Portland, Portland has been there before, and I think they'll probably have use of Nurkic back, so they'll look a little different. Um, Damian Lillard, obviously. CJ McCollum, two guys that can really light it up. And Lillard strikes fear into me. He's one of the few guys in the, in the league that truly uh, makes me a little fearful uh, just because – we, I mean, we saw it, you know, firsthand in, in that that game where the, the Lakers were honoring Kobe's memory. Uh, Lillard was insane. I mean, just absolutely went nuts, and he's capable of doing that for a series. So uh, it'll be a little worrisome, but I think the Lakers match up pretty well with them. My only concern would really be Lillard. So, um, but ultimately, we're either, we're gonna get to get, see playoff LeBron, um, and that's exciting, especially coming off of some time off. He's gonna be rested. He's gonna be ready to go. I'm excited to watch that. So, um, but yeah, you look at these other teams that they could possibly match up with in the first round. If they get the Suns, uh, which is unlikely because the Suns have, you know, some ground, uh, quite a bit of ground to make up in just eight games, I think the Lakers would wipe the floor with the Suns. If they played the Spurs, I think that's a great matchup for the Lakers. I honestly would like to see them play the Spurs just so we can beat them in the playoffs because I love beating the Spurs. Growing up watching the Lakers and Spurs battle in the playoffs all the time. You know, I have a genuine uh, disdain for the Spurs, so I would love to see the Lakers beat them, um, especially with how petty the Spurs and Greg Popovich have been towards the Lakers the last couple of years, and try not to trade, didn't want to trade Kawhi there, and then basically tried to prevent Anthony Davis from getting traded there. So it would be. Really sweet to get the Spurs in the first round. But uh, if they, got the, they could get the Kings as well, I think that's a great matchup for the Lakers. I think they would beat them pretty easily. Uh, the Pelicans are a very young team, and it would be kind of funny to see Davis uh, as, you know, the one seed with the Lakers play against his, his old team uh, in the first round of the playoffs. And you'd have all the baby Lakers with Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, uh, Josh Hart, you know, those guys. Um Again, they're kind of the same boat as Memphis. I think they're too young, and I think the Lakers would beat them very easily. And, yeah, that's how I feel about those. Portland is the team that strikes a little bit of fear into me, uh, although I still think the Lakers would beat them just because Lillard is that dude. Uh, he's insanely good, one of my favorite non-Laker players. Uh, He's—I mean, He can go off in any moment, and he can sustain that throughout a series. So, um, you know, that's what that's what gives me a little bit of a little bit of apprehension about playing uh, Portland. But again, like I said, I think that the Lakers have beat them. So um, on the other side of, the, of this quick break, I am going to talk more about um, the schedule for the Lakers and kind of how the seedings, favorable seedings, and stuff like that. So um, here's a quick message from our sponsors, and I will be back with you guys in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by the Tax Defense Group. Did you know that in order to get your stimulus check, you had to have filed your taxes for the 2018 or 2019 tax year? If you haven't filed for 2018 or 2019, there's good news. The Tax Defense Group can rush e-file your taxes. They know that millions of Americans are struggling, and they want to make sure that you get your stimulus check sooner rather than later. Call the Tax Defense Group today at 800-850-7973 to get started. That number again is 800-850-7973, and you can visit them online at thetaxdefensegroup.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Writer Junkie. Due to the global pandemic and economic downturn, Writer Junkie is offering their resume writing service for only $100. And with a three-day turnaround, you can't beat that price and delivery time. Call Writer Junkie today at 805-587-7966, and you can visit them online at writerjunkie.com. Mention that you saw this ad on UCAS Studios, and they'll get right to work. Okay, so how I think the Lakers should really go after these games, um, how they do it is going to be really intriguing to watch. Uh, But these eight games, I mean, I really would kind of look at it from a similar perspective as you would treat the preseason. Um, Usually I think the preseason is eight games. And, you know, It'll be really interesting to see how Frank Vogel handles the rotation and things like that because obviously you want to get your legs your guys legs under you but you want to keep guys healthy. You don't want to risk injury going into the playoffs, the games that really that really matter. And I'm curious to see if they treat this kind of like you would the preseason because you could have like three games that are like a full dress rehearsal where LeBron and AD play 32, 34, 35 minutes. Um you have your starters play like their normal rotation and, and things like that, um, but a lot of these games you could get your bench a lot of run and get them some reps before going into the postseason because you're going to need those those role players that step up. You know we see it with every championship team. There's always those moments where role players step up and make big plays. So, but at the same time you also want your starters to kind of shake off the rust and and really kind of get back in the flow of things and and. Get their legs under them. Obviously, I think I'm not worried about the Lakers having anybody that's not in shape or anything like that. Um, there's going to be, I mean, a full training camp that these teams are allowed to have in, in preparation for uh, the start date, which is supposed to be July 31st, um, all the way up until early October for uh, the NBA Finals. So I'm really curious to see how Frank Vogel handles that. Personally, I would kind of clinch the one. I try and just clinch the one seed. And then you just kind of go a little easy at that, enough to to shake off the rust, but you know, and try and get guys' legs under them. But I wouldn't go crazy with with the minutes. Um, but I mean, I'm sure Vogel will communicate with his guys and see what they're comfortable with and kind of go based on that. Vogel, I think, has done a fantastic job all year, um, so I I have full faith in him, full trust in him, and guys like LeBron and AD know their bodies. Um, the, the goal just has to be get to the playoffs healthy, get through these eight games healthy, and then let's rock. Let's roll. Let's go after this championship. Let's go get it. So um, looking at the seeding, I'd be surprised if the, if the Lakers have to play the Clippers before the Western Conference Finals. Uh, the Clippers are three games up on the four seed, uh, the, the Jazz right now. That would be a lot for them to drop um, in just eight games. I don't see that happening. The Clippers could potentially fall to three, which really has it would be the same thing. Uh, if the Lakers were one and the Clippers are three, it's basically the same thing. There's no home court or anything like that. Um I'm curious to, to just see how, how these seeds break out. Honestly, I'm I mean, this could come back to buy me, but really the only team that, that worries me. Is the Clippers? The Clippers are really, really tough. They're really good. Uh, they have some strengths where I think the Lakers have some weaknesses. Um, but I still have confidence that the Lakers can beat them in a seven-game series. With that being said, I'm just ready for basketball. I'm so ready for for these games to start. Uh, for everything, um, I'm, I'm, I've missed basketball. Man, it's been about three months now uh, since we've since we've had the the shutdown and everything and. I uh, am so ready for for the games to be back. Uh, It'll be interesting to see as well when next season starts um, because they've got dates set for the draft and free agency and stuff like that. They marked uh, December 1st as a target date for the start of next season. I think that gets pushed back more towards Christmas, um, especially because for the two NBA Finals teams, they're going to be playing in early October. So December 1st would be kind of a quick turnaround. Uh, you're looking at probably set like a seven-week turnaround, six weeks. Uh, that's pretty quick. That's pretty quick uh, with new rosters and everything. So I think they'll push that back probably more towards Christmas. I think that's something the players would be cool with. I think fans would love the season opener to be on Christmas Day. That would be really cool that – Uh, 2011 when they did that that was a lot of fun um so that's something to keep an eye on but the lakers we'll have to see how the seeds shake out but i mean ultimately as long as i think you know they don't play the clippers until the western finals which i mean at the end of the day you're gonna have to go through the best teams to, to win the title so i don't really care that much even if the clippers somehow fell to four and the lakers had to play them in the second round bring it on bring them on like let's do it so uh i'm not overly worried about the other teams in the west i think the lakers would beat the nuggets uh the jazz anthony davis just seems to eat them up he's like the perfect answer for rudy gobert um i'm not gonna make a joke about gobert (laughs) but i wanted to but i'm not going to uh the thunder i think the lakers match up really really well with uh i mean heck they went into oklahoma city without their three best players and, and still beat them so uh yeah, I think they could beat all these teams. I think that like I said, I think that Rockets game was kind of fluky that they that they beat the Lakers cuz they kind of came crashing back to earth right after that. The Mavericks, the Mavericks have proven to be kind of tough for the Lakers. Uh beat them once in LA, could have beaten them uh again the first time they met in Dallas, Danny Green hit the game tying three at the buzzer, going to go into overtime. The Lakers took care of business in overtime. I still think the Lakers will beat them. Like I said, it comes down to the Clippers. The Clippers and the Bucks are the two teams that pose the toughest, the toughest threat for the Lakers. Um, but I, I, I think they're more than capable of beating those two teams. Uh, we're going to see playoff LeBron, albeit in kind of some weird, with some weird circumstances, some weird settings. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see LeBron and AD in the playoffs. Like I said, let's just get through these eight games healthy, and let's let's rock and roll from, from, from that point on. Uh, again, those eight games for the Lakers are going to be the Rockets, Nuggets, the Jazz twice, the Raptors, the Wizards, the Pacers, and the Kings. So uh, you're going to get a little bit of West and East. Uh, Lakers get another crack at the, uh, the Raptors. Feels like it's been forever since they beat those guys. So um, it'll be really fun. You know, it's going to be weird watching these games without fans. They talked about like pumping in noise via nba 2k and stuff like that uh i don't think it's really necessary like let's play these games we know it's odd circumstances and hopefully by the time next season rolls around everything can be back to normal we can have fans and in, in stadiums and stuff like that um we just want to get the, let's just get the ball rolling let's roll the ball out there let's let these teams play and let's crown a 2020 champion and then move into the offseason uh this has been beyond weird to say the least but i'm Really, really excited to have basketball back next next month, J- uh, July thirty first, and let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get the games going. So, um, yeah, didn't talk much about the East in uh, in this podcast i mean this is a lakers podcast so more focused on the western conference but uh yeah like i said nine teams in the east basically duking it out and uh i'd be surprised if anybody but the bucks comes out of that but you never know we all kind of thought that last year and the the raptors took care of them but the raptors did have Kawhi leonard they're still very good this year uh but they don't have Kawhi this year so who knows if that if they'll be the same level of threat uh the celtics are are tough um lakers celtics finals with on a neutral site would be kind of funky. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some good teams in the East. The Sixers are a team I'm still kind of keeping an eye on just because I think they've got a lot of talent and I think they're a team that was kind of built for the playoffs, but who knows what playoff basketball exactly is going to be like this year. Uh, there's obviously the intensity is probably dipped a little bit with no, no crowd noise or anything like that. And, uh, just weird circumstances. So, Don't want to rule anything out, and I always believe anything can happen in sports. Uh, But, again, to me, it's still Lakers, Clippers, Bucks. If if neither of those teams wins the title, I'd be very surprised. So, Lakers got a good shot. We just got to get guys back in, get through training camp in these eight games healthy. And then, let's see, I want to see playoff LeBron in purple and gold, man. It's been way too long since we saw Lakers playoff basketball kind of weird that this is how we break the drought (laughs) but i'll take it i'll take it and uh at the end of the day if the lakers win the championship i don't care how many fans are in attendance or whatever uh still counts still counts so all right guys i'm gonna get out of here i appreciate you guys uh listening and uh sorry if i've kind of rambled rambled on a little bit but uh I'm just excited. I'm just excited for the for the games to start. I'm excited for basketball to be back. Uh, still got about six weeks or so um, before we really get into it, uh, or seven weeks, I guess. But uh, I'm just pumped. I'm really, really pumped. So hopefully everything goes according to plan, and hopefully you know these guys stay quarantined um, between now and, and when the games start, and then when the games start, they all stay. Um, you know where, where they're supposed to and everything and we can get through this with with nobody testing positive or anything like that so hopefully everything goes according to plan we can finish out the season and in the, in the playoffs and crown a 2020 champion and hopefully that champion is wearing purple and gold so all right i'm getting out of here thanks again for listening guys be sure to follow us uh lakers outsiders and ucas studios uh you can follow lakers outsiders on twitter and instagram of course at lakers outsiders and you can like us on facebook as well and get all of our content on lakersoutsiders.com you can follow me on twitter at lakers outsiders and with ucas studios and lakers outsiders you can uh subscribe to us on youtube and then wherever you get your podcasts and uh yeah thanks again guys for listening i'm gonna get out of here until next time this is gary kester with the lakers outsiders signing off